Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is the effervescent Bridget D. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're especially happy because we have a special guest, Luke Rataza from the community. Mentor extraordinaire, coach and training is joining us on the program today. And it's been great to see you in the live stream among the audience. It's even greater to bring you onto the show. So, hey, Luke, how you doing? Yes. Hey, I'm so excited. Yeah, I love uh, chatting with you guys while I watch. So it's surreal to be on here and be talking to you. So I'm excited. Hello. Hello. I know. I love that you're here. I want to be a mentor too. So I want, like, I love that you are one. Like, do you love being a mentor? I'm assuming to you. It's amazing. Cause I kind of, after I did the tie up practice, I kind of sort of drifted away back to life and you kind of forget. And then being a mentor is what kind of got me back into it. Cause the journey of the boot camper got reminded me of my stuff. So I was reminding them of like, oh, this is what I did at that time. So it kind of got me back into the tie-up yeah. community actually. And then I started engaging more and like now I'm learning to be a coach. So I'm excited, like I'm leveling. Yeah, and I've that. been leveling up since like becoming a mentor. So being a mentor was more just for me to kind of get back into the tie-up community, also get back into my practice. And since then I've leveled up a lot more. So it's exciting. So you'll love right. it. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Super is. I also am curious: is it um, is mentoring for from your perspective easier than coaching? Yes, it is because mentoring basically I'm just sharing my experience, and as a coach, we actually have to get in there and actually even have assigned homework and like you know have follow-ups and stuff but when we're mentoring it's just kind of like it's you guys I mean the boot campers journey and we're just kind of there to kind of hold your hand and just kind of like not be at too much involved but kind of like be there for you just in case like there's questions or whatnot but as a coach that's like when you're dealing with somebody who's like struggling a lot and actually DTS is the term that we use when they're down the spiral and they need a like a one-on-one session so that's when they go have like a coaching session and that's what i'm learning to be right now so what drew you to the coaching then actually because like the um it's just getting more into the uh practice and learning as much as i can and learning with the other coaches you know i'm still in like we're having meetings each month each uh every other it's it used to be every week but now it started going each month but we're practicing mentoring each other. There's some people that are in the coaching group that are masters now. So at first I used to get nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, they like went through <laughs> a lot more of the tile stuff than me. So I don't know if I could even like do that, but then it's just practice. Like let's just coach each other. And then once we graduate out of the coaching system, then we'll be able to coach actual boot campers. So since the coaching thing, I feel like I'm leveling up more and more and more. So the tile experience doesn't end. You just keep on going further so it just it's 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 exciting i love it you're basically endorsing what uh so many on the coaches have been saying over and over again in the boot camp it keeps getting better every day just when you think you've a new high it goes higher and it goes higher and higher and higher 100 percent, i agree so do you also agree that there's no limit oh definitely there is not a limit at all like 
there was things that I thought I had like detuned and worked out through my, um, like when I went through it the first time. And then I kind of like, it's just like you kind of like uh, uh, peeling a layer of an onion, like you just kind of detune a little bit and then there's still something in there. So as we level up, like those things that are like, maybe we're not before we weren't ready to deal with yet, but we're still kind of peeling that layer. But then as I'm evolving and questioning and having internal conversations and connecting with my own version of the stream, like I feel like I'm starting to have my own. And I, I feel like I'm getting the, uh, I'm, I'm kind of becoming a time master without actually going through mastery by <laughs> having these conversations and, you know, um, coaching some mastery people. So it's just like, I, I'm, I'm learning more and more about myself as I do more of this, uh, all these different things. So I'm loving it. That's like uh, most of the amazing experience I feel like is when you learn so much about yourself and you're like, Oh, you know, it really is. Like I kind of consider myself a recovering coward. Like I was such a scaredy <laughs> cat. Like I would uh, like a, what is it? Doormat? doormat like i would be a yes person like i just wanted to like please. a people pleaser were you like a people pleaser people pleaser yeah me too Love okay people. like yeah they're happy like that me. makes me happy so, so that was always mm-hmm. my thing like oh okay so i never even looked at what i wanted and i didn't even realize and i thought i was always happy because that made me happy and i didn't know anything about myself until i did tie out like i realized there was so much magnificence inside of me i was always trying to please others but i was like no like i need to please me and since i stopped pleasing others like i don't even have to try and i'm just everywhere i go i have the most easy conversations connect with everybody and anybody and less fear i used to have social anxiety like i've been invited to parties i remember going to the party driving up there sitting in my car for half an hour and leaving. Like, I don't have the balls to go in there. Like, I can't. And now I just walk in and I was like, I don't know if I know anybody or not. I'm just going to go focus on me and people come to me. I was like, oh, okay. So I don't even have to try anymore. It's just like everywhere. Life just seems easier now. Like, you just, people are smiling. Um, I I went and played bingo with some friends. I'm winning a lot, lottery ticket and money. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So, like. Everything that I'm trying to like focus on, like each, like I'm going through different phases. So like I went through like focusing on resistance. What am I resisting? What am I resisting? And I did a meditation where like financial uh, stress was one of my things, even after going tired, like it's just something, why am I resisting that? And I did a one of my meditations just show me this vision of all these doors and only one door was open. And I was like, what is that? So I was confused. So I go and look at that door. And it was a door that said like income or like work paycheck. And I was like, oh shoot, that's the only door I have open right now. And there's these other doors. So I just visualize all of them just opening up. So I'm just like, let me see what the next one is. Like, what does that say? And it just says random. And I'm just like, oh, that, that just means random money floating, flying in. So like, again, so there's all these doors open now. So again, I was the one who had the resistance closing, maybe think I wasn't worthy of experiences or luxurious or whatever it was but when these doors open like i remember i went to like bingo that night and i won like uh the they had a gift card for that space so like all the drinks from our table like i was like okay well that was paid for and then the other bingo that i won there was like a lottery ticket and that i won some money off of that so i was like oh there's that random money that i just literally opened the door for so here's that proof that i literally just did it so learning just to like 
enjoy the end process if you will so like winning like when i was playing bingo each number i got i i just like was like oh and i felt like that vibration of thrill and excitement and i wasn't even thinking about winning prizes i was like oh this is it'll be fun to win it'll just, this is so cool and yeah just winning and then even the ones that i won like other people might have won before me and i didn't get the prize but i still won like it wasn't about the prize it was just feeling the win so i was like oh i'm learning to like use these tools like like on a regular easy basis so being a mentor and coach just allowed the tools to just become regular part of my life without me realizing it so it's really <laughs> it's it's been kind of it's been fun just doing like everyday things with tie tools that is That's so amazing. Fabulous. Yeah. Ooh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And by the way, you were kind of taking me back to when I was quite young and had the exact same anxieties about going into parties and so forth that you described. Literally, I would do the same <laughs> yeah. thing. I would sit in the car. I would decide whether or not to go in. I would talk myself out of it more times than not. I know exactly what that feels like. It's a heck of a and place like, to be in. It is. And now we think back to it. It was like, what were we scared of? Like, I don't even remember. I don't remember what the fear was because now when we go in, it's so easy. But I, but at the same time, I do remember there was times that I did force myself to go in, but I would be there for five minutes. I was like, okay, I, that was good enough for me. I got to go now. Like, I'm, I got to go back to my comfort space, my home, my TV, my mm -hmm. couch. I'm good here. And now it's like somebody messages me, hey, we're all having a party. You want to come through? Okay. It's just like, I don't have time to myself that much anymore because I'm always like here and there anywhere now. So Taya gave you like a huge like self-esteem. Like that's, it, it did that for me. It sounds like it did exactly did that for you. Yeah. Very much so. You find yourself, one of the biggest takeaway for me was finding my self-worth because I didn't ever allow myself to feel because coming, I, I come from a, I come from Pakistan, so like a conservative Muslim background, and we're taught to just serve, serve. And I was the youngest of uh, three brothers, so like you know, I was always like the old, you always have to serve your older. So I've always that's where that you know yes kind of personality came from. I if like let's say if my oldest brother told my younger brother, uh, the, uh, the second oldest, to do something, he could never pass that to me because i'm the youngest but i couldn't pass it to anybody so um. i was used to just always taking the last but nobody else wanted to do i had to do so that was part of like i that's part of the things that i remembered from okay that's the culture that i came from yeah and then um another thing like another thing that was just like being muslim and also i mean i'm i'm also gay so like I never accepted that until I went wow. through Taya. Like once I wow. was in Taya, that's when I finally accepted it. I finally, and now I'm just, that's another thing, like another burden I'm not carrying anymore, trying to be straight, trying to like fit into the the normal society or be a perfect Muslim. Cause yeah, I, I did the whole arranged marriage. I got married and I was like, you know, it's the thing that's going to go away. But just doing Taya, literally, I didn't, I didn't do any work, like everything literally made universe, if you will, just set the uh, carpet or the road for me to just kind of walk on and everything just kind of been aligning. So like, I don't feel like I've done any work. It's just been happening and I'm just enjoying the ride. And yet you did do a lot of work. I mean, what yeah. you just 
described, that's a ton of work to work through. I'm not saying that you had to put your nose to the grindstone. Okay, we got to do 40 hours this week. Not that kind of work, but it's work. <laughs> and it's, it's very, it's very intimate work. I mean, you're, you're basically, in a sense, for a while, you're crossing swords with yourself and you're trying to make peace with yourself. That's part of what you're, you're trying to accomplish. And you did on some, I mean, that's, those are a couple of things right there. First of all, coming to a country where Muslim is very much in the minority. Second of all, being gay, having the two together at the same time. Woo! Kudos yeah. to you, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's no, you. it wasn't easy. I remember the journey being young and there was still a lot of stuff I had to detune and a lot of it, like a lot of forgiveness for parents and all that. Taya just helped me get through all of that. And I think those things that I was holding on to where, where were those things were what were keep, keeping me back. But mm-hmm. now like finding appreciation and forgiveness for the whole experience, all of that is what made me who I am today. So like everything, yeah. all the bad things are what allow me. So I, I think those bad things allow me to understand the other person's perspective a little bit more. So like I've always been really good at putting myself in another person's shoe. And now I see it in a different perspective now from, you know, like sometimes I, I can even like use the source's perspective to see an experience. And that that is a great perspective to have because it's always going to come down to love. Like, like, like a past end result, with- a source loves. Or current, like, like earlier this year, I was, I went to Pakistan. So so another part of the, uh, my story that I'm dealing with is, you know, I have a daughter and my my ex-wife and I, we've separated, but she won't let me see my daughter because I'm gay. So she's like, I don't want gay influence around my daughter. And I'm just, I'm, she's my daughter too. So they are in Pakistan. So earlier this year, I flew there to go see my daughter, but my ex-wife reported me to the police and you can't be gay in Pakistan. It's illegal. So she like accused me of like breaking and entering her house so the police comes to my house like they called me to the police station i go in and i did drag like way before i was even married it was just like a halloween party and i'm just sitting there they present this picture of me in drag and they're like who is this and i was like oh that's me and then they started like interrogating me about like you know my sexuality and i was like what's happening i caught it invited here for breaking and entering and I'm all like confident. I didn't break and enter. Like I, I, there's nothing there. So I had no clue. That's what they were calling in me for. And then go there. That's what they're doing. So like at that point, like the being sitting in the situation to just sit there and meditate, like do, do perspective, I will keep calm. And like, I didn't even think about my life being in danger, but when I came back to America, and I re, uh, rewatched the whole experience. I was like, my life was in danger. They could have killed me and it wouldn't have been a big deal. Like, oh, he was a fag, it's gotcha. not a big deal. Gotcha. And I didn't even, yeah. my perspective was always just like love and I'm here for my daughter. And it allowed me to just float through the experience where yeah. by the end of the thing, the police people who are like accusing me of all this are like, oh, you're a lion. You're just dealing with this. Like, and I was like, oh, I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't remember how, but then everybody's uh, reaction to me was like, how are you able to stay calm? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like trusting <laughs> that it's going to work out and it, it's just working out. And that that's, I don't know. It, again, 
for me, the breathing allowed me to see this whole experience, even like her family, where like I should have been like very hateful towards them. Like, why would they? And I'm smiling at them every time I see them because I was like, huh. these people are taking care of my daughter. So I have nothing but love and appreciation for them. I'm only upset they don't want me to see her. But again, at least my daughter's getting nourished and, you know, they're taking so love and appreciation too. But I want to see her still. But that perspective wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been able to see that. I'm sure if I wasn't a Taya student, I wouldn't have been able to um, see any of that in that perspective. I've definitely been, would have been a, a victim, uh, you know, a gay person, blah, 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 blah. No, like, it's her journey. It's my journey. Maybe she needs to, her mother manifested her. She needs her more right now. And this is allowing me to work on myself. And when we re- reunite, it's going to be a very powerful uh, experience and I'm looking forward and excited about that. Right. This is really that's a beautiful. fantastic story. Yeah, yeah. just a fantastic story. Because <sighs> really what, what you're you. doing is you're demonstrating for us what happens when you achieve that level of total trust that is one of the key factors that you learn in the Thai boot camp. But you, I mean, you actually had to like, you had to do it in the real world in a hardcore way, a way that most yeah. of us don't ever have to face. I mean, like you said, your life was literally on the line, and yet you managed to maintain your perspective in that. My friend, you're far beyond boot camp. You're a master already. Right. Yeah. That is mastery. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. I, 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 yeah, I mean, now that I talk about it, think about it, like, yeah, it gives me chills to kind of, you know, realize the tools that I always, like, again, we use these tools, and then and I... When I was in it, I think part of it was like, you know what? I created this. Maybe I was bored with my life. Maybe I was, I remember I was telling my brother always, my life is not interesting. I have like no exciting stories to tell. Like he would always, so I was like, you know what? Maybe I created this reality so I could overcome it and talk about it. And here I am talking about it. So at the time of even like, I, I realized this is like, you know, when we say like we're living our previous thoughts, so like the whole mirror thing, like I created this, so I know I can take care of it or can handle it, or this is my manifestation. So, and then I even got the TYA on my um. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, remember, I love but, that. Because I used to always, I, I used to always write it on my um hand, and just looking at it just uplifted me. So I just got the tattoo. Wow. I was like, I don't even have to write it on my skin anymore. So I just look at it. The connection between just the letters, the trust is there. And that reminds me of connection with stream and the streams literally always there. All I have to do is think about them and click we're connected. One of the things that your story is reminding me of is I, I've interviewed many people over the years from who, who came to what I'll call conscious creation, not just Taya, but any kind of LOA type conscious creation circle um, from varieties of religious backgrounds, Christianity, Islam, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, various uh, modalities. And each one had his or her own story about how much they ended up moving away from what their religion used to be and how much they retained some of it, retained elements of it. And I'm curious, in your own spiritual ideas, your own spiritual practice, have you retained any of your Islamic background? Islam literally means peace. So, like, the positives of it are good because uh, the time Islam came into reality or, I guess, um, us was, like, think, you know, 
at that time, you know, people were barbaric and, you know, killing and murdering and raping and stuff. So, like, the message was sent out to, like, bring peace amongst people. So, like, that's one of the things that I always talk about, even, like, when I go back in Pakistan, um, over there, I couldn't really talk about the stream. So, like, you know, when I would talk about the stream, I would just replace the word stream with Allah because the message is at the end of the day same. This is what Allah wants. And when I would talk about Allah, again, I'm talking about the stream because and then I get passionate about it and that energy kind of vibes off and people are listening to me. So I think that was another thing that really helped me because I talked about Allah the whole time I was there, right? So like these people are super religious and me being gay and also like being disconnected to Allah, like that confused them. They're like, they're like, you're a good person. Like they're like, you're not gay. They would tell me I'm not gay, but because I had, I'm like, fine, believe what you want. But yeah, like we're all connected to God and God is Allah. So like, I still use the terminology. I still say like, in sh like the terminology, like mashallah, every time you see something beautiful, I still say mashallah, which means praise to Allah. Like, you know, God created or whatever. Those things are stuck with me. Inshallah, anytime I say that, that's like, you know, when you're intent setting intentions for something, inshallah, God will allow this to happen. So those words, literally, I still text them every time I talk to my mom, my brothers, my siblings. Uh, those aspects have stuck with me, and I, I feel like they probably will be with me always. Yeah, I would imagine so, especially with the background. I mean, you don't really want to reject the background. That wouldn't be true to the entire practice. You you want to find no, where you can appreciate it. And, and to be perfectly honest, there is a lot in Islam that can be appreciated. I, I'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I've read uh, large portions of the Quran translated into English. And I, I'll tell you what, Christians have a lot to answer for it in comparison because there's an awful lot of really good stuff in the Quran. Yeah. There's some stuff I'd rather there's leave aside, but there's a lot <laughs> and there are a lot of similarities. Well, they, they come from very much the, the same background. I mean, they both descend from Abraham. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's really exactly. interesting. And that's, I think that's what makes it easy to have those conversations, even because I was surprised being able to talk about Taya, quote unquote, with such not to be judgmental, but people in Pakistan are very like in a box and very close minded mm -hmm. and just to their like not open to any other ideas other than what they are brought up with so incorporating my message with like stories of islam were able to again that's what allowed me to kind of come back here alive was because he's connected to god like so like a lot like i would just say this is what god wants i'm not saying i'm connected to god but i would just say this is the message and like i would be able to have conversation with anybody and everybody that's valuable that's really valuable because what's you're, what you're really doing there is you're building bridges that didn't exist before. Yeah. That's <laughs> you probably don't think of it. That's, that's yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't until you said really it. Yeah. it. And then also I'll be the first uh, outed gay person in my whole family because like she outed me before mm -hmm. I even went there. So that's one of the reasons even some of my gay friends here were like, you know, you shouldn't go. It's a, it's not a safe space for gays over there, especially since she outed you. I had death threats and everything on my Facebook, but mm. I don't know. I just wanted to see my daughter. Like I, none of it scared me. I just trusted, like, I I'm going to go. And I did, I did end up getting to manifest like one visit with her, but that was the visit they kind of set up. Like, you know, she, uh, we met her and then uh, my ex-wife was like, you're allowed to come see uh, your daughter anytime. 
And so, like, the fact that I even manifested that, that was just beautiful. I have pictures, videos. So to kind of nice. remind her, hey, I'm still here. I still care for you. I'm still, like, no, no matter what they're saying, I'm here. Like, so she got a little bit of that. So I was happy for that. Yeah. Uh, that's a, I mean, just coming out of it alive is a, is a major accomplishment. But coming out of it, in addition to being alive with all these new connections that you made, is just well it's like sam samuel said in the uh the live chat it's inspiring it's yeah. really inspiring it's, uh, that, that takes a lot to do that thank you yeah, yeah. i appreciate that so you should be proud of yourself how, really how about you guys i feel like i'm taking up you guys how's your tired journey going no we like hearing <laughs> we like hearing about your tired journey me and Walt talk about ours all the time you're our guest today we <laughs> like hearing about yours you are very inspiring in so many ways. Yeah. I, I, mine is actually coming to, uh, my boot camp journey is coming to a close today because I have my meeting with David after we do this show today. Do you really? Yeah. So be oh, get out. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. We'll have a little celebration for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be good. Nice. The interesting thing that has happened here on the show too, now that we have had more and more people come through who um, were part of Tayo, some of our audience have become uh, Taya members, great you. That was one of you were one of those people. Um, the Taya influence has become pretty strong on the program. It's not the only influence because we draw from a lot of different sources, but it's been a really great one. And I'm I'm kind of it's it's kind of obvious that the influence on you has been extremely strong. But you mentioned early on uh, in your description of, of your own journey how you really didn't have a sense of self, and you attained a sense of self through the Taya bootcamp journey, through the, the struggle and the, and the lessons and so forth that you learned there. And I'm curious because I remember what it was like for myself back when I didn't really have any self-esteem and you were describing the same kind of thing for yourself. When you finally started to discover yourself, what did you find? Can you, I know that's hard to describe, but can you itemize or describe anything that just stands out about, wow, I discovered this about myself and I liked it. So what pops in my mind right away uh, when you asked that question was I was very curious about my childhood because I was trying to remember because I most of my childhood before Taya was all in America. It seems like I've forgotten all my uh, reality in Pakistan. And when I started uh, questioning that, I was like, what, what was my life like in Pakistan? Like, what, what kind of a kid was I? And... I was reminded that I was an idiot, basically, because I would not mm -hmm. attain any information from school or any religious practices, and I would get beat up by the teachers. So I, I, mm -hmm. I got the clarity that was child abuse. But I, again, in my mind, I'm thinking I was just an idiot, and that's what they would tell, tell me. You're brainless. You're an idiot. So this whole time, I was thinking that. And then later on, like, again, when I'm trying to, like, no, I, I think... Oh, I did a radical appreciation session with Holly. So that's just um, like, and, like this is a deep, deep meditation that she takes you on a journey. So through that, I discovered, like I literally went back in time to that time when I used to get beat up and stuff. And I got clarity. I used to get beat up because I was rebellious. Like I didn't like the way they taught us. And like every, all the education was just a memorized thing rather than understanding them. Like, for example, like, we had to learn to read the Quran in Arabic just mm -hmm. to read it, but we weren't taught how to understand it. So maybe mm -hmm. I questioned it, and I was just into, like, that. So, like, that gave me clarity. I wasn't an idiot. I was kind of 
ahead of my time at that time yeah. <laughs> and they con- they beat the control back into me so that gave me clarity like i've always been that but i had to like society had to control uh, mold me into a specific way and i did allow and i resisted it at first i literally had to get beaten beaten it into me but that beating like at first at first it was i got that clarity from like a, a therapy session and it was very victim mode but then I was like, no, that doesn't resonate with me because, like, I don't know. But then when I did that radical appreciation session, we actually stayed there, watched it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I was a badass. Like, I did not listen to nobody. I just did my own thing. I had this scar, and now, like, I have, like, a pride, pride for this scar because before I used to be like, I was an idiot, and I just fell down the stairs. No, I used to be running everywhere. Everybody was like, walk, and I would run, put your shoes on. I would be barefoot. I would do, I did everything I wasn't supposed to. And, you know, accident. I fell multiple times, and now I have scars. So I was like, you know what? I like that story better than me being an idiot and falling. So yeah. that oh, yeah. sense of just like, you know, I was, I used to be a brave kid, and now I can still be that. And reconnecting with that was just like, I, it was always there. It was just kind of hiding that's a great way of describing it. It was always there, just kind of hiding. It reminds me of a story yeah. that my wife told me shortly after we met, how she recalled at roughly the age of 10 or 11, um, and in her family, her, her, the lack of acceptance she had in her family was um, her father was officially the smart one in the family. Like that was the rule. That was the family rule. And she was, she could never measure up to that. None of her siblings could, but especially she couldn't measure up to it. And she felt herself being squashed by that box that you described. So she remembers literally hiding herself away. She remembers going through a little action Aww. of some kind and just hiding herself away to protect herself until a later time when she could come out, which she did later on after she became a full adult. That, that's what I was thinking about when you described how you were dealing with yeah. the horrific experience that you were going through. It was like you were protecting yourself. Yeah. She took me back to the time, like I went back and saw little Luke experiencing and she's like, all those feelings that you felt, they're valid, you know, be there for him. And then, and then we changed like the whole scenario and I'm very visual. So I was able to see like this, like that little change, how that change changed the rest of my life until now. And I was just like, Oof, that was just, mind-blowing yeah by the way he's talking about holly lou who's one of the uh, coaches in the taya program she's one of the official parts of the taya boot camp uh, course schedule and it's interesting to do a schedule with or to do a session with her simply because she essentially leads you down into what they call the shadow work i mean that's not what taya calls it but that's what it's often called um in the greater conscious creator world <laughs> it's called the shadow work and I love her approach to it because I've, I've talked to a number of people about so-called shadow work and her approach is basically, it, you're not really actually doing any work. You're just letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go. It, it's a very simple, straightforward way of dealing with shadow stuff, which is stark stuff from your past that you're still hanging on to. I, I love that part about it. So I just wanted to mention that in a little shout out and kudos to Holly because she does a great job for the entire community as a whole and for uh, the people in the boot camp. Um, so I agree. you've come she's through, amazing, yeah. she is amazing. Yeah. She's terrific. Um, <laughs> so you've come through the boot camp. you've come through a, a, what could have been a traumatic trip to Pakistan. 
you're back here in the U.S. You're you're in you're on the mentor trail right now. You're you're seeking becoming a coach. What else is on? What what's in uh, Luke's future? What because now you've started to identify what it is you want. What else do you want in life? So after I came back from Pakistan, I was a little obviously I was a little bit depressed about the whole experience, and then that yeah. lasted a little bit again. I was like, okay, let's go on. So I started playing with relationships. I've never allowed myself to be in a relationship with a guy before because I've always wow. run from it. So yeah. I started playing. And then that kind of happened with me helping a friend who was kind of down about not manifesting a boyfriend or anything. So I started playing a game with him. Let's just make up imaginary boyfriends. You have one, I have one, and we'll just talk about our imaginary boyfriends. And not like what he looks like or how it feels what we when he touches your hand or how he feels when we go to the movies, the feeling of it. And then we'll like give him, and then we started talking about, so we started playing this game. Two days later, I meet my ex-boyfriend now. I mean, again, I manifested the whole experience, but he was literally as I'm like, again, I was surprised because I wasn't even thinking about myself. I was helping him. And I ended up getting into this wonderful, beautiful relationship. Like my first time ever falling in love with the boy. I was just like, wow. And he liked me back. And it was just such a beautiful, like, okay. I was like, okay, finally I get what love songs are about. Finally. Cause again, I didn't, I was trying to date women and that wasn't, I never felt it. I was just like, I, I don't think I'll, I'm not, I was always told you were kind of a stone heart. You're not romantic. And I was like, I don't want to fake I love yous. I want to feel those things. So I never said any of that to anybody because I would I was never romantic. So I just kind of told myself I'm not romantic, right? So this happens and I'm feeling, I'm understanding these love songs. I'm understanding what everybody's saying. And it's just a beautiful relationship. And then he ends up moving away. So we're trying the long distance thing. And mm. it's cute and all for a while, but that doesn't really work out for us that much. But... I got to experience like a breakup, like, you know, I got clarity. Okay. You know what? This was beautiful when it lasted, but I, I literally, I think wanted to just experience what love felt like, but maybe I wasn't fully ready for a relationship. I don't know, but whatever happened, like I have so much an appreciation for the whole thing. We're still good friends. We broke up. He's, you know, in Louisiana, I'm here in Ohio, keep in touch. But the fact that I was able to play with, creating a boyfriend and actually creating one and experiencing the relationships. And now I'm here like open to like dating and more, I'm less scared of going out with eyes now. Like now I'm exploring the relationship realm. So now that I have that experience, now I'm the whole, and I'm on the journey for like uh, the financial. So I'm thinking more about like when I had the whole uh, doors opening. So I'm thinking about what am I going to do as far as like career so career, career and relationship are two of the things that I'm kind of sort of on the journey for right now, exploring. Mm -hmm. Really good. Hey, hey Bruce, I'm, I'm serious. Are, are you noticing what I'm noticing? Almost every other comment that comes out of his mouth includes the, uh, some sort of reference to appreciation. Yes, I know. I know. I know. And I love it. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just oh. soaking it all in. I feel like it, I'm just like. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I love it because that is, that's the main thing when you appreciate it's, it's, it's just amazing and it makes everything beautiful. And I love hearing your story. So I could listen to you all day. 
Oh, you guys are wonderful. I appreciate you. Yay, it's fun. I'm, I'm like... I'm so glad you I'm came I'm nervous. Out. I feel like I'm sweating. I'm usually the type of person that's always, like, um, cold. And I be sitting here working, and I got my sweater on, my hat on. I'm sweating right now, and I don't know why, but... But I think I'm doing okay. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. That always happened to me, but you get used to it. You get used yeah. to it. So it's awesome. Like, you're just going into your fear and getting rid of it. You know what I mean? Like, you're just stepping into more self-esteem and more <laughs> self-confidence. And, you know, you're, it just get it's, it's like working on every muscle that we work on, even, you know, in Taya, you know? So seriously, you're, you're amazing, dude. You rock. Like you, you don't even know how uh -huh. great you are. So yeah, you'll have, a, you'll be good before you know it. <laughs> you're already great in my eyes. So you'll be good in your own eyes before you know it. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for that. I love that. Yeah, I, I was telling even Walt yesterday, even the comments, was like, I'm a little nervous. I'm excited, but also nervous. And, and now I'm talking about being nervous on air. So vulnerability is um awesome. Like, I love when people are vulnerable and just like their authentic self. Because mm -hmm. if you're not, then, you know. What are you know? What are we doing here? I love our. Yeah, I love these chats. We are very, you know, we're very real with each other. I love it. This yeah, like, I like that too. I, I appreciate it too. <laughs> Me too. Like I do. Like I be. I literally just got up of work and I'd be sitting here listening to Walt in the show. I'd be like uh, messaging and I haven't. I haven't heard any of the like. I usually like prefer watching it live that way. I like, I like interacting because getting involved mm -hmm. and sharing with you guys and it's fun it's i enjoy it so much hey tell me about it i mean i i enjoy it so much that's why i do it that's why i love interacting with the live streamers i especially love the fact that we have so many podcast listeners hundreds who've been listening now for for in many cases many years and they're wonderful but by the same token i love it when i get to interact with people mm -hmm. i mean i when, when uh janine bridget first came on for us it was it was exciting to me. I know it was exciting to them. They went through the same thing that you're going through right now. It's nerves, right? You, you feel the nerves. But from my perspective, it's like, wow, I get to talk to these people who've been hearing me all these years. That's it's yeah. great. And I wrote in like three times. So for That's me, great. it was even cooler. Yeah. Like yeah. I wrote in uh, to David, I think Dean, Rita. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was, so for me, it was just, it was the best. Yeah. It's funny too how the more that you become involved, the more you become involved. I mean, that's what you're experiencing right now, Luke. You, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're wanting to become a regular co-host, but you've experienced what it's like to keep taking those steps. It's like you, you're no longer sitting outside in the car trying to decide whether to go into the party. You've already decided you're going into the party. And now that you're going into the party, you're finding interesting things happening that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Right? Isn't that, that what the is feeling true. is? I you know, stuff's showing up that you didn't really think about before. I didn't. I was at a ugly sweater party this past weekend, and and I get there, and it's like all the most beautiful gay guys in Columbus, and I'm just like, how did I? And then I I, I got so nervous, and I'm just like, okay, I, I I literally got on the phone, I walked outside, and my, one of my friends came in, and he said he was out, and he he told me where you at. I'm like, I'm at this party. He's like, where you at? I, I told him he came over and he's like, oh my gosh, how'd you get invited to this party? These are like the 
Like, he's the one who made the comment. These are the hottest people of Columbus. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just was out with some friends and somehow I'm here. <laughs> and he was just like, whoa. I was like, yay. But the thing <laughs> is, me kind of being kind of new to the gay scene, like, a lot of people didn't know me. So everybody was looking at me and I was like, oh my gosh, there's too many hours on me. I got kind of nervous and I was like, I'm still going to be here. I stayed there for a little bit, interacted for a little bit, but then I was like, I got to go. This is a little bit at a time because that's too many at once. Yeah. That's why you take steps. That's it was a good experience. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, great yeah. Uh, getting out of my, getting out of my comfort zone. And this, this was one of the things, like I've been interacting, chatting with you guys, uh, in, even in other uh, other uh, chats as well, just that's my like you were saying, like sitting in the car. I didn't think about it that way, but that was me sitting in the car chatting with you guys. Like it's kind of cool yeah. to be on there and just rather than chatting, just kind of get my perspective like this. So that's what we're getting to Isn't do. Isn't it right interesting now. too? Because you described how you you somehow got drawn into the click, the community, you know, the, the cool people in in the gay community. The cool club, <laughs> right? And isn't it interesting as you get to know who these people really are, the whole cool thing just kind of disappears if it was there for you at all. And you, you basically, you're just finding who they are as people. That's one of the most fascinating things that I'm finding because all the thing, all the people that I thought were like too beautiful for me, I would be too mm -hmm. scared to talk to. And now I'm talking to them and I find out they have their own versions of their insecurities. They have, they're not perfect either. Like from my perspective, I see them to be like this gorgeous, perfect beings. But when we talk, they are like so insecure about so many things. And I'm kind of being their coach. And I was like, oh my God, you're like gorgeous. Da, 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 da. And I'm sitting there. I was like, wait, these are the insecurities I have. Like this person has them too. So like that makes it so much easier just to talk to anybody. Like we're all human. Like why are we putting them on a pedestal? I don't know who he is or who they are. So I went to the host of the party and just told him, oh my gosh, this is a great party. I appreciate you. Like, I'm sorry I'm being anti. I, I told him, I'm sorry I'm being antisocial. I'm a little nervous. I'm not used to this kind of crowd. He just started introducing me to everybody. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is too I was just kind of uh, letting you know this is how I feel. I didn't mean that, but he was just like, oh, come meet Luke. And I was like, oh, this is a lot. Like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then afterwards, when I left, he gave me like the sad look. You're leaving already? I was like, Yeah, I was. I don't know anybody here, and and I, yeah, I'm gonna head out. But again, even the time that I was there, still to leave a little bit of an impression. Just by, I don't know. I, I again, I don't feel like I did anything. Just to just interact with a few people, and it were just minor conversations. Nothing to leave. But again, I I think I don't give myself enough credit. Like even my little time. I might say something and then I'm like, oh, okay, he's different. Like, he's different from the crowd. And I, I, I get that a lot in the community now. Like, your, your mentality, the way you think is different. And it's a fresh or something fresh, something new. And I always appreciate that now. I was like, yeah, you're right. I, have, I am a unique person. And I do need to start accepting that. And it's, it's wonderful to realize that and kind of get validation from others about it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Because really what you're talking about is the ability to be, what was the word we used before? Authentic, genuine. Yeah. Yeah. You're being a genuine human being. And, and embrace it. <laughs> and you're embracing it. Yeah, that's right. And when you do, I mean, that is, there, there are lots of uh, cliches from over the years about what the new sexy is. That's really the new sexy. I agree. Being real. 
that that's 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 it's the, it's the sexy it's the joyous it's the happy it's i mean take your favorite adjective and plug it in there it's yeah. what it is because anytime that you're uh -huh. genuine people love it yes they don't even know what it is necessarily yes. that they're reacting to but they know they they it's, yeah. it's like you were describing before you feel it down deep down inside you, you it resonates you know that it's right you know that it feels good you know that it's perfect for you that's what happens to everybody else. They just don't know what it means. <laughs> they don't know how it happened. It's just, oh, this who is this guy? This is really interesting. Yeah. They can't piece it all together, but that's what's going on. They're dealing with somebody who's real and that's not normal, interestingly enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. We think it would be, but no, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I love what you said about the that, comfort zone too, like... because, oh, sorry. <laughs> What was it? I love what you said about the comfort zone, like getting out of your comfort zone, because I feel like Ty just like totally helps you with that too, because it's like you do. And then like Walt said, like a whole world of things open up that you weren't even, you know, you let go of the fear and then a whole world of things open up that you weren't expecting, thinking of even, or possibly thinking wasn't even, you know, ever could happen or whatever, you know? I love that. Right. I just feel like I've realized things like, you realize things like that you're doing and you're like, okay, I totally would not have done this before Taya. You know what I mean? Like when you step out of your comfort zone and stuff, like I've just realized things that I do and I'm like, I wouldn't have done that before Taya. Mm -hmm. It's like, BT like I wouldn't have the confidence Taya, to do Taya. it. What'd you say? I was like, it's like uh, now life is before Taya and after Taya. Like the difference where I'm always, I'm always, always comparing it as well and seeing the difference that Taya has created for me. Yeah, it only like, pop up appearance wise, it appearance wise, even like uh, one of the things I did while I was in Taya, I colored my hair purple, like the craziest thing <laughs> I'd probably say I'd ever done, but. And then that was just, I don't, I don't know what tree, I can't remember why, but I think I just wanted to do something just different because I've, I never had a rebellious, uh, teenage stage. So I was like, you know what, this could be my version of rebellion, but it was very, well, if, kind I, of if cool Aunt Annie is tuning her. in, she, she's already on your side. She loves purple. Yeah. <laughs> she has purple hair. She does purple clothing. She does purple everything. So she, she's totally on your side. Yeah. yeah. So you were super embracing. Yeah, it sounds like purple. <laughs> was, I started like painting my nails just to just to see how that felt because that's something I was always interested in like when women did it the, 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 I always thought it was like relaxing and soothing and just sit there and paint it and I did that and it's a lot of work I'm lazy but you know sometimes I'll get on and do it but again I, I'm not afraid to do it like it was something I was too afraid to just put on nails if I did delete it before I go out now it's just on. I don't care. I have a nose ring on, which is considered feminine in the Muslim or the Pakistan community. But it's well, it looks great now. on it's you. Just whatever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> I, I'm curious to ask you something else too. We've been using the phrase comfort zone quite a bit. And of course it has very definite meaning for many people. In my world, in my own thought process, I, I don't think of it as a comfort zone. I think of it as a familiar zone, meaning it's what's very familiar to me and it's not comfortable to me to be in a comfort zone. Yeah, and normally it's not. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, curious to know that's if that's your description at this point. Is that the way it's used to you? We call it... I, 
Because, like, now that I think about it, um, comfort zone doesn't resonate because comfort zone would be where you would be happy. But, like, a lot of times in my comfort zone, I was depressed. I was hoping for friends. I would pray to go out and do something, but then I wasn't brave enough to go and do any of that. So familiar zone very much resonates, actually, because it wasn't comfortable. Mm -hmm. It was lonely. Yeah. Isn't that an yeah. interesting thing? So I, I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, in me fact, and my husband were saying the same thing the other day. We're like, oh, my God, and it's really never comfortable when you're in your comfort zone ever. <laughs> no. The only thing that's comfortable about the comfort zone is the familiarity has <laughs> yeah. a certain degree of comfort. Yeah. Meaning it, it's less uncomfortable yeah, it. than other things. And yeah. so by comparison, we say it's comfortable. It really isn't, but it's what we settled for because we figured that's all we could really get anyway. And then to discover that that's not true, that we could actually get more, that we could actually have it all. Then all of a sudden comfort zone just doesn't oh work. <laughs> that's when the whole thing starts to not fall at apart. All. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, really, it's a really good realization good. when we realize we have more power than we ever give ourselves for it. Like synchronicities mm -hmm. are another thing that's popping up where you're seeing the dots connect. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought about that and here it is. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Oh, yeah. Another thing that strikes me about your story is that so many people discover that they have low self-esteem. And statistically, the vast majority of the population worldwide has low self-esteem. So this is not an unusual phenomenon. But nevertheless, it is a, a, a significant problem. And people, when they finally realize and recognize that they've got it, then they're trying to figure out how to build themselves up. And there are practices you can do. I, I've engaged in mirror work myself, and I love mirror work for that. And there are other things you can do. But you did, you actually did it the more pure tie away. You didn't try to figure out a way to build yourself up. You just let go of stuff. And I, I wanted to ask you about that experience. Because I don't know if you ever thought in terms of trying to improve your self-esteem, but it, I'm kind of guessing you didn't. I'm kind of guessing that really wasn't no. part of the thought process at all because you just didn't go there. And look what happened. It happened anyway. Yeah. I think the first person I literally had to stand up to was my ex-wife because I didn't realize how much of a coward I was the whole time I was with her because I was always trying to please her, put on a pedestal. I, because I thought I was going to hell for being gay and she was a religious woman. So I was putting, I thought she was going to take me to heaven. So I was giving her all this power and trying to like please her and make sure she's happy and everything. And I think she, when she realized that like she, she didn't, I, I don't think she appreciated any of it. Like she just kind of got the power hungry. Like, oh, I got my control of this guy. And I think when I started standing up to her, like when I would just say no, that was my, like I was scared when I was, I, I, I've never admitted to this, but I would be scared when I would say no. But I, now like those are the things that allowed me to like, okay, if I could survive that, I could survive anybody. Like she was basically one of my biggest transgressors or, a video game boss, you will, that I had to overcome. And when I overcame that, like, now I have love and appreciation for her for being for my daughter's mom and giving birth to my daughter. So if I could find that for her, if I could do that for her, I could do that for anybody. So I, that's, that's another great. reason for me to have appreciation for her. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Which is, well, that's part of what the Taya concept is. If you can knock down, not knock down, but if you can overcome and, and detune, to use the terminology, detune the major transgressors, the minor ones seem puny by comparison. That's the source energy perspective, right? It really is. That's the as well. Seeing her through the eyes of source was another one because when I did the meditation through the eyes of source and asked them, like, what do you think about her? And they had nothing but love for her. I was like, oh, what? If source loves her, who am I to sit here and hate her? So ooh, let me <laughs> just find those things that source sees. And those are things I saw in her. So I was like, good. It reminds, I love me that. it reminds me of something that uh, I discussed with Selena Dorsey yesterday when she was on the show. Um, she was talking about her background growing up in New York City and how um, Frank Sinatra's song really describes what it's like to, to live in New York. If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. Well, it's the same concept, just applied in a different arena. If I can make it, you know, finding a way to appreciate my ex-wife, I can make it appreciating anything. It's the same idea. Anybody, anything. Yeah, absolutely. So for that, so, like, again, I manifested her to have that experience to use for editing and everything. She's so a part of my journey. you own New York, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. New York, New York. <laughs> that is fabulous. I, I have to admit, I'm not sure where else to go for, for questions, Bridge. What are, you, what are you thinking? Anything else you want to get out of Luke before we uh, run out of time on the show? No, I'm, I'm fascinated with your story. I loved everything that you shared and I do. I just love how real and open that you were with us. I love it. I just love that you came on too, because I obviously have seen you, you know, through boot camp and whatnot, uh, being a mentor. So I was super excited that you were coming on. I was like, Ooh, this will be fun. Yeah. So, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm going to get Sam to get on here too. I don't know if he'll be open to that. I'm just putting this out there. I know he's here. I'm about to go hang out with him after this. He lives here in the same city and see if we can get him and have a little party over here too. Okay. Yeah. Your single kind of broke up. So I'm not sure who it was you were talking about. Oh, Sam from like Tyler. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh, that's cool. He, he's in the live stream. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's Great. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to hang out right after this. We're going to go watch some anime and go to a cafe and get some pastries. And Ooh. he's my he's my 5D friend. Like, Oh, uh, let me share my story about Sam, actually. So Sam is somebody that I met back in 2012, right? And that was the first time I came out. And the first time I came out, my family didn't accept me. So I was still trying to do my own thing. But then I was still kind of judging it. So I was kind of on the DL, like I'm gay, but not really, like nobody knows. So I went out with Sam. We went to the movies. We watched the movie Sucker Punch, and Sam's personality was a lot more vibrant than mine. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. I, like, I, I got, like, embarrassed at that time. I was, like, kind of homophobic-ish, and I, I was gay, but I was still kind of trying to figure it out. So I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. So uh, I, after that one date, we kind of didn't really even, like, we – kind of drifted apart i ended up getting married and eight years later he adds me on Insta instagram and i was like "Ooh, who's this cute boy and i just kind of like add him beautiful blue eyes and i look like, he looks familiar so like we start chatting and i <laughs> ask him hey did we go to the movies back in 2012 and he's like i was thinking the same thing and i was like oh my god 
So, like, we start, like, talking to each other, and we're, like, going on a few dates. So I was like, oh, my gosh. But after a few dates, we find out, like, you know, we're just, we have this beautiful connection, but there's, like, no, like, I, I, it was just awkward when it came to, like, more than that. So, like, I think we're, like, I think we're just supposed to be, like, good friends. Like, we don't need to, like, go any further just because two gay guys are hanging out doesn't mean we have to, like, date or be boyfriends. And we both kind of opened up and like since then like he's become like my best friend and he went through the entire journey he, i kind of like mentored him um on the side like n- not officially but we would just kind of he would always talk about his journey and now we just it's nice to have like a tie up friend in the city and we go and do things and we call each other the 5d friends how we manifested <laughs> each other like eight years later and we're still like we're besties now i love him that's incredible. Like, that is absolutely, that's, that is so cool. That's it is. Cool. <laughs> that's a great story. It's such that's a, such a beautiful manifestation he is. And, and even more so, it's a manifestation that you're able to experience not in the internet world. You can actually bring it to the offline world. I mean, of absolutely. all the people who I did the show with, I can point to one, Alex Standy, just because she lives relatively nearby. Everybody else for me is a virtual friend. And I know how fun it was the, the, the couple of times, I, plus I got to be at her wedding, um, to actually interact with her in the quote, real world, unquote. It's a different experience and it's fun. It's enjoyable. I'm sure that's what you're experiencing with Samuel. It is a different experience. It is. And next month, I get to see more of the people. I'll be and Sam are both going to LA for the uh, Taya LA Ascension. So Ascension, it'll be right. nice right. to meet David and Stacy and Kay, all of them, whoever's going to be there. I'm so excited. We already got our tickets. We already got our plane tickets. So we're just like, we're already like using that trip. Like, because we're, we're going to be there for the weekend and like, let's get like a Airbnb. Let's just like see who I was going to be there, get a Taya house and have a Taya party, like go to like Taya the bar afterwards, <laughs> just to have a Taya weekend. Like, I am just like, let's just do a Taya weekend. That'll be fun. Have you ever been to LA? No. So no. it'll be like an exciting experience just for that. And Sam's, yeah. I don't know if Sam's been to LA, but I know he's been to um, California somewhere. But yeah, it'll be nice to get out of this cold for a little bit too. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> really, really great. <laughs> well, we should uh, wrap up here. First and foremost, since you are a member of the Thai community and since you are starting to grow out into a larger world, um, as a mentor and then eventually as a coach, we should probably give people a way to reach out to you. So how do people find Luke Mark Luke Murtaza? Excuse me, I mispronounced. Right now on Facebook, I'm, it's a Murtaza. I'm actually going to go ahead and actually correct this right now, right away. So it'll just be Luke Murtaza. As of right now, it's Azatrum, which is just Murtaza backwards. And um, on uh, I'm on Instagram, L-U-Q-003. That's basically my thing for everything. Uh, L-U-Q-003 or... Uh, Luke Murtaza on Facebook. All right. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for taking the time to join us and share your yeah. story. I think we're all inspired here. Bridge is just blowing. She's just really excited. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad you came on. Uh, it's my I'm pleasure. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great experience for me as well. Thank you. We appreciate yeah. that. And thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We will yeah. see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.